I believe, my opinion, a knife is more dangerous than a gun. Yeah. You know, a gun, you can move around. Most cops can't hit the broadside of a barn. Where with a knife, a monkey with a knife is dangerous. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Hey guys, how you doing? On today's show, I've got the one and only Guru Mark Halley. Some of you guys who've ever been into JKD or into martial arts would have remembered. You were one of the first guys I remember doing DVDs, Mark, back in the day. Yeah, I did it like early 2000. Uh, I got pretty lucky getting into it at that time. And uh, it was my Panatuk and C-Lot DVDs. And to this day, I still sell them all over the world. I sell sets all the time. I have students training long distance. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. It turned out way better than I thought it would. Well, it was funny because the first time we ever met, by the way, welcome to the show. I should Thanks. have said that. <laughs> Where, where's Thanks. my... Uh, blaming it on jet lag, guys. I'm blaming it on jet lag. Um, the first time we met was in 2008, I believe, in Seattle. I right? believe so, yes. And it took me a day to recognize you because... I remembered you and you still had the haircut and everything from the DVDs. <laughs> and then the next time I saw you, I just saw this. It looked like you'd been lifting more. You were in a good, you know, you'd really bulked up. And you went you went from there. And I was like, it's a powerlifter. And I'm like, he looks just like that guy who does the DVDs. And then, of course, found out it was you. So, where, you know, how did you get started in martial arts? I started in 1982. I was actually not the greatest kid in the world and got in trouble and stuff right. like that. And uh, my parents gave me an ultimatum one day to do something with my life or get out. And I literally walked out of the house, went to a Taekwondo school that was down the street because this was in early 80s. And I signed up for a black belt course for 350 bucks and ended up staying there for seven years wow. every day. And uh, it changed my life. My parents to this day will attest that martial arts has changed my life. And, uh, you know, so I wish I would have started it as a kid. And how old were you then? I was 19 when I started. So I actually right. started late. Yeah. You know, for, for most people. But uh, once I started, I just got into it, almost addicted to it. And I've never stopped. And, well, you uh, see, this is, it's strange because... A lot of people, you know, we're we're now in the we're now in this sort of era of the Mac Dojo and you know, signing up signing up for, you know, the black belt course, which people think isn't a great idea. But you know, you have attested that you know, it, it was, right? It for me it was. I mean I'm sure he saw me coming in as an easy three hundred and fifty bucks and I'd be gone in a month. And, uh, <laughs> you got your money's worth. I got my money's worth. <laughs> Seven years I was with him and uh, never paid a cent after that. So it was great. Wow. And then I left there. I got married and my wife and I moved up north because we couldn't really afford to live where we were living. So where, so where were you originally? Where? I originally grew up in Niles, Illinois. Yeah. And then we moved to Round Lake Beach, Illinois. And I met an instructor who I won't name. And he introduced me to Jeet Kune Do because I never saw it. There were no Taekwondo schools around here. Yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. So I signed up for him and he turned out to be not so great of a 
teacher and businessman, but the one thing that came out of it is Pete Hetrick happened to sit in on my first rank test there. Wow. And I ended up hooking up with Pete and he said, you know, why don't you come train with me in Beloit? And that's what I did. So really I credit Pete Hetrick as being my first real JKD instructor. Yeah, Pete Pete's crazy. It was like I was speaking to him last night. Criminally not many people know who he is. No. And the guy is like super skilled. He's been around forever. And uh, he's what he is truly for me. I, I always embarrass him because I say this. He's one of the true guys that like embodies that samurai warrior, you know, takes everything that he does in the gym out to his everyday life. Yeah. You know, the integrity, the honesty, uh, which he'll admit was nine times out of ten that's come back to bite him on the ass you know what i mean yeah because he's he's looked at people the same way so when you when you got into the jkd what was that like eye opener it was it was such an eye opener because i was used to doing katas standing in horse stances breaking bricks uh wearing geese and when i went to the first school you wore a t-shirt sweatpants there were no forms there were no horse dances or this or that we got right into it started with panatukan and stick and that was so foreign to me that i just loved it i'm like a sponge i love learning even to this day i always tell people that when i know it all the forent sign will be in the window of the school because it won't be fun (laughs) anymore you know i love learning i love picking people's brains and uh you know growing myself so i could take it back to my students and uh that's the beauty of this, like these these conferences and meeting you and stuff like that. I get to exchange info oh, and you. learn stuff, and that to me is the best part. You know, yeah, yeah. You, well, you, you know, it's really cool because we get to meet people from all around the world, and you know, the cultural appreciation and yeah, you know, just to meet somebody from a different country, absolutely, is great. And you know, you want to understand somebody, learn how they fight, and then you learn if you learn how they fight, you learn why they argue you learn how they argue you learn how they live learn how they live you learn to understand them and that's it i remember when we were in when we were in seattle we had a conference and one of the things that really impressed me about you is when we we were talking about the business side of things and you i remember you i remember you saying you know you know exactly right down to the yeah the last person how many students you had and i remember you saying at the time you wanted to expand your business but not at uh, there was there were certain things you weren't prepared to compromise on, and that was it, I was very yeah. impressed with that because it was like you you didn't you weren't going to do this sign up for a black belt thing. No, no, I don't do that. Uh, I don't even charge for testing at my school for the adults because you know what? If they don't pass, I don't pass them, and they can't complain that they spent money. So uh, and I do it during class and stuff like that. But another thing I really refuse to do is open multiple locations. Right. To me, that's a huge headache. To me, when the cat's away, the mice will play, and you can't be at both places at the same time. And so to me, I, I this is my third location, and I just kept getting bigger and bigger. So I could just keep everyone under the same roof. I could be under the same roof. And that's how I pretty much run the school. So what, what what's your curriculum? My curriculum is based actually off Ron Balicki's Mars system. Yeah. I've been with Ron Balicki since 1997. He pretty much took me under his wing, and I give credit to Ron Balicki for really making me the martial artist I am today. I mean, he rode me and pushed me and beat me and 
you know, if anyone knows Ron Balicki, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He's not the nicest of guys, and he pushes you and really hard and doesn't give you anything for nothing. And, yeah. you know, when you get it from him, you know it. And that's how I started. I actually met Guru Rick at uh, Pete's camp in 92. That's how I met Guru Rick. But I didn't really start training with them that much. I just went to a couple little seminars and then in 2002, I really started hooking up with them, bringing them out to the school, learning yeah. more of the MKG curriculum, stuff like that. Uh, I met Grandmaster Attilo through Guru Dan. And here's a funny story. I was at Rick's seminar seeing Guru Dan. And Guru Dan one day comes up to me, and this is like, I don't know, five years ago. And he says, Mark, you know, I'm training with this master. I'd like you to call him. He has relatives in Chicago or whatever. You should call him. Well, I was like, okay, Guru Dan, you know, no problem having no intention of calling this guy because yeah. I have enough people going on. So the next day I come back to the seminar and Guru Dan comes up to me and says, Mark, I called the Grandmaster and I gave him your number and told him you'd be calling. And I went, <laughs> oh my God. I said, okay, yeah. sir. And it turned out to be the best thing I ever did. Well, I've, I've, been, I've been following your progress there on Facebook with Attila. What, was, what, did he bring to the, what did he bring to your game? Attilo brought in a lot of the close quarter stick work. His, his hand trapping, I call Balintawak Wing Chun with the stick because yeah. there's a lot of hand <laughs> trapping. You'll see Pak Sao, Lop Sao controlling the stick. And it also brings to another perspective, like with Guru system, we're usually training it as a bladed system. Yeah. Balintawak, Attilo's system, is a stick. So you get used to, you don't always have to touch the hand. You can grab the stick. You can hit the person with the stick. You trap the stick, yeah. pull the stick, pull it back, trap their hands, and do all sorts of stuff that I wasn't used to doing. Yeah. And uh, it was amazing. I mean, I, I didn't really think I'd get into it like I did. Yeah. And I did. And he is, you know, he's probably the only true Filipino master that I've ever trained with besides yeah. like Guru Dan. You know, I've never really gone. I've never been to the Philippines and nothing like that. But, uh, well, that, but, that, but that's, you know, without without going to, down a too political route, you know, that's always been one thing that's always been like leveled. Uh, you're not a true Filipino and you're like, mm. I'm sorry, but those guys, look, they look good. In fact, I think most of these guys, look be they look better than the guys you're telling me. Yeah. And just because something's indigenous, it, you know, it doesn't really... No, you know, it does, you, know, you go to you want to learn how to play basketball. You don't go to South America now. That's right. You know, it's like it's like the Brazilians are now finding this out that Brazilian jiu-jitsu isn't the best in Brazil anymore. You know, they you know even where I'm from in the UK, there's guys there that they yeah you know, they they cream a lot of the Brazilians. You know, it's crazy. So, what what drives you? Is it the reality? This is a bit of a loaded question, but. Um, what drives you for your training for your students? Do you want them to be fit? Do you want them to, you know, have peace of mind? Do you want them to be effective? Actually, I like all of the above. Yeah. Because I try to get my students in shape. You know, we always warm up class, try to get them sweating a little bit. But I'm more, I don't know, I'm more of a knowledge guy. Yeah. I have a lot of knowledge that I like passing on. And sometimes I make the mistake of almost teaching my classes sometimes like a seminar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got to slow that down because, you know, to me, more is better. But I realize that for beginners and my students, sometimes more isn't better. Take your time. 
you know, don't blow your load on the first class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, give them time. But uh, I want them to be proficient. And my one goal is if they leave my school and they go to another school, that school owner will be like, wow, they're pretty good. Yes. Because we've all had people come into our school saying they've trained here, here, here for multiple years and they can't throw a jab or a cross or they can't swing a stick. And you're like, wow, you know, where was this person training? So that is one of my goals and my driving force for my students. So that does not happen to them. No, you have, well, you have to be um, you, you have to be the best billboard that you can be for your own business. You know, um, yeah, I. I said I was as you were as we were talking. I remember Seattle wasn't the first time I met you. It was in Wisconsin, and it would have been two thousand and six or two thousand and seven. Yeah, uh, and it was I, I, just as, when you mentioned Ron Balicki, I remember you wearing the Mars T-shirt at the time. But just as you said that, do you remember we used to have the drills years ago where you would have to do a jumping forward roll? over a student pick up the sticks and then go yeah, to heaven's yeah, sticks yeah. and you did it yeah. right uh-huh. and I remember you doing it and I was like shit yeah, these I remember guys that. move really really well so now I, 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 I know because you have a unique perspective on this because you've just you, you've just brought out a new program and it's something that you're developing right yep. so we'd just like to explain what you're doing my idea came up it's called hammer defense systems and i saw one of my instructors playing around with a hammer just like for a minute a while ago and i thought holy cow this is a great idea and i started playing with it to me not every person has a firearm in their house or you know in other countries they're illegal totally not everyone has martial art weapons but every household i'm almost willing to bet on the face of the earth has a hammer Whether you're a carpenter or not, you still have a hammer. You have to hang a picture. You know, the first weapon, let's go to caveman days. They used a rock and they hit things or they used a bone and hit things and there's your first hammer. So it's been around for, you know, as long as we have been around. It's legal. You can carry a hammer, just put it on your car, have a little tiny toolbox, throw a few nails in there. You know, no one's ever going to question you for that. And it's a devastating weapon. And what I did was I took my knife curriculum and I took my Panatukin and incorporated all that into this hammer defense system. And uh, it's turned out pretty damn brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm know, seeing, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been looking I'm at impressed. it. impressed, you know, I was like, it took me a long time. I put four levels together and I have focus mitt drills with the hammer. Yeah. I have, cause you know, you want to practice swinging and hitting things with the hammer. Uh, I teach saber with the hammer and reverse grip with the hammer because you'll find that when you play with a hammer, and let's say we're sparring knife against hammer, when I have it in regular hammer grip and I go to hit the person's knife hand and if they pull it back fast, sometimes the drawback of the hammer is slow because of the weight of the hammer. Yes. But if you hold it in reverse grip and have the hand, the head of the hammer uh, at the bottom of your hand, you can easily pick shots off and recover way faster. So when I spar with it, I found reverse grip hammer is really genius. Ron Balicki helped me come up with that too. And uh, it's amazing. I mean, you can handle punches, this, that. I have to have my disclaimer that, you know, uh, every blow is killing someone. So, you know, that's, you know, and that's the the thing. I know it's 
brutal and totally lethal, but everything I did was I'm being attacked by a knife. I'm being attacked by some weapon where my life's in danger. I never teach I have a hammer and you don't have anything and I just bash your brains. You know, that's murder. But uh, it's crazy good. Now I'm like a kid. I go to the Home Depot or the store. I'm looking at different types of hammers. Oh, this yeah. one's cool. This one's cool. And uh, I'm actually coming out with my own brand of training hammer to where we could actually hit each other with it. It's almost like a movie prop hammer. Uh, right now I'm using like body, like uh, hammers for body work. But you yes. still have to have a Lameco arm guard on. Yes. I have not found any arm guards that'll stand up to a hammer hit except for the Lameco ones. And you still need the plastic hammer and it still hurts. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the only, the only uh, problem, I guess I would say, that I've come across is trying to find safety equipment for people to use. But it's funny when you're saying this because a really dear friend of mine, Eddie Quinn, I don't know if you've ever heard of Eddie. Eddie's in the UK and he has a system called The Approach and that's all based on the Angle 1 and the Angle 2 and I thought I have to I have to hook you up with Eddie because that those two will dovetail so well. I want to just follow on from that. So recently there's been a really bad incident yeah, not far from you, where that guy just went crazy and started trying to chop people up. First of all, how far away is that from you? Uh, 30 miles, maybe. And that threat now is... It's a viable threat. It's, you've got you've, you've yeah. to accept this, right? Yeah. I mean, the world is changing right before our eyes. And I almost want to say we're in some of the worst times I've ever seen. You know, again, I live in Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And Chicago right now is the murder capital of the world. Wow, You know, really? we've had more murders. Like August was the deadliest month in like 35 years. We're over... God, five, six hundred killings. It's insane. I don't even go to the city because it's a cesspool of trouble. But, really? uh, but yeah, but why, why, do you, be, why do you think that is? I don't know. Desensitization you know, to violence? Desensitization, maybe. Uh, you know, it's more in the poorer communities and stuff where I guess maybe they don't have as much, you know, education or jobs or... Opportunities, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... I don't really know what it is, but it's bad. It's so, really bad. Uh, yeah, so what would your advice be then? Yeah, I, I just like... I'd like your take on it because it's a cultural thing. Right. In the, in the UK, we still have... You'll have a bar fight and there's not much chance you're going to get sued. Right. You can you can still get to the guy before right. he goes to the police, but which you just don't have in this country. No, right? we don't have that because you don't know who's carrying a gun. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that you have to watch out for. You know, I have my concealed carry and I don't always carry a gun, but, you know, the... The criminals, they seem to all have guns now. Yeah. And, you know, Chicago supposedly has one of the strictest gun rules in the country, and yet we're the murder capital. So it makes no sense. And criminals are going to get guns and knives no matter what you do. And it's kind of up to us to learn how to defend ourselves and our family. And, you know, my advice is take a self-defense course, learn a little bit about a knife, learn a little bit about a firearm. You know, that's one thing I liked about Krav Maga or Kapop, you know, they, their gun disarming and all that is really awesome. I learned that from Avi Narya and it was really cool. We learned hostage stuff, this, that. And to me, I believe 
my opinion, a knife is more dangerous than a gun. Yeah. You know, a gun, you can move around. Most cops can't hit the broadside of a barn. Where with a knife, a monkey with a knife is dangerous. And, yeah. And, uh, you know. Well, yeah, and it doesn't run out of ammunition. No, it doesn't <laughs> jam. It <laughs> no. doesn't run out of ammunition. Nope. It's changed so much. Whereas there was that incident in St. Cloud. And it, it's like wait a minute these, this isn't like LA this no. isn't New York yeah yeah where you would expect it so, and whether or not it's a religious agenda or it's a mental health issue which, which again is the one thing that we have to worry about nowadays absolutely guys going postal yeah. and when you mentioned Kapap I remember seeing some of your stuff on Facebook and it was it was funny because you're one of the only JKD guys that I know that has you know managed to train with different people and different arts, not get involved in any politics. How, how do you have to manage that? Because <laughs> we can nose, bottle that. Yeah, I keep my nose out of other people's business. I keep an open mind when they come in. I don't try to say, well, this person does it this way or this, you know, I take their advice. I, again, keep an open mind and then I add what I think is useful from their program into my program. Yeah, and uh, that's how I do it, and I build a great repertoire with all my instructors. I think by doing that and just being, you know what, being humble and honest. You know, I'm not yeah. a shyster. I'm not a bragger. I'm actually humble. You know, yeah, when you people are. ask me if I'm good, eh, I'm okay. You know, I'm not the one who says I'm great. I do this. I do that. I had a guy. I had a guy in the UK asking. I had a guy in the UK say, "You know Mark Halleck? I've got his DVDs." He goes, "He looks really good on DVDs." And I said, "Yeah, he's a real, he's a real McCoy. Well, yeah, thanks. he really is." Thanks. And it was like, "Really?" And I went, "No, you should see this guy." At the time, you know, you looked like a powerlifter because you were really yeah, working out yeah. and really lifting. And I, yeah. I was like. Trust me, that guy knows what he's doing and physics works. He's bigger than you too. You know what I mean? And that's how it works. So what's the future for you? The future for me, I believe, is I started my online training for my DVDs now. I got the hammer defense going right now. And uh, I'm just continuing my work with Ron and Guru Rick and Guru Dan and just, just trucking along and doing my thing and keeping my students good and... That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you see, this is the thing. Just as you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, if you know, you've got so many people, especially in the martial arts world, who want to go out and change the world, and, you know, do you know what? How about just change that room full of 30 people? Exactly. Because there's enough of us doing it. Don't don't go and go for this big, uh, you know, unachievable goal. And that's it. And is there any arts that you'd like to study that you haven't done yet? Uh, I've really been... I even though I've studied it, I'm really more. I've been, bleh, I've been getting into CLAT a lot lately. Right. Uh, you know, I did it for all these years, but I don't really think I understood it. And now all of a sudden, I'm understanding it. And I kind of think I'm going to take this uh, quote from Ron. He always says, you know, we we learn these techniques, and you might think, you know, this technique isn't good or this doesn't work. Well, instead of throwing it away, you fold it up in a piece of paper and you put it in your pocket. Well, someday when you're older, you're going to go back and look at that paper and go, wow, this now applies because I'm older. I don't move like this. I don't move like that. And I think that's what happened with me in C-Lot, you know, where it just, you know, I'm getting older. I'm trying to move more efficient. And then it just started to click for me. 
But uh, just like in my Pentateuch, and I don't, I'm not true C-Lot, all the traditional gurus, Zamba, yes. this. I like the sweeps, the off-balancing, the body manipulation, and I add that all into my Pentateuch and entries. And that was my whole idea with my DVD series. Yeah. To make it, you know, as, as street as possible. Yeah. You know, no artsiness. You know, yeah, there's some fancy stuff in there, but I think everything I showed is pretty applicable that probably could be pulled off and if you want any of these dvds where do we where do you go my school address is nsama.com and you can go to the shop and get dvds i have a uh, panatukan combatives.com all one word and then i have hammer defense systems.com and uh that's where you can find all my stuff we're going to wrap it up there because we're going to go and do some training in a minute. Yep. But it's been an honor and a privilege. And, you know, for the years of friendship, I want to thank you. I thank and you. And inspiring me, right? Yeah, That's you inspire it. me too, thank my brother. You. So thank I you, appreciate sir. it. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. You can listen to all our interviews on mixedmartialarts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is a paint your headphones production. Wah!